folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. A beautiful, it actually is a beautiful night for a podcast. I had to go out and pick up the kids from school earlier today because it was raining, and they didn't want to walk in the rain, and oh. I noticed that the temperature was pretty warm. Things are uh, starting to melt out there. And so they let you out of your house, and you, the sunlight hits your eyes, and you were like... Vampire. <laughs> uh, what is that? What is it? <laughs> it was it. The sun's not made of kryptonite, so I survived. But yeah. it was a very quick trip there and back. No doubt. It wasn't out long, but I did notice it was fairly. It was fairly nice. It was warm. Er. Rain today it did here. So, but yeah, once, uh, I think the the winter is just about over and the spring is coming. Don't do that. What? Don't do that. Everybody hate them. Hate them. Join me. Join me in hating. Forget the winner. I'm done with it. <laughs> well, I'm done too, but now you just jinxed us and brought on six more there, <laughs> Wyatt and Willie. Way to go. I'm a, I'm a groundhog. <laughs> you just you just <laughs> predicted, which it never goes the right way. It's like saying, hey, I'm I'm 95 straight. I only got five to go. Yep, now <laughs> yeah. you've done it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there eventually. And... Um, you know, I, I think you better introduce who's next to you. Oh, did I not do that yet? No, no. I've been I've been adjusting the microphone because I listened to the last podcast and I didn't take as much time. We we pride ourselves on hey, we're just sitting around the campfire having a conversation, and whatever we say goes. It it, it I unedited, fired up there, and but. I didn't adjust dad's levels because I normally don't touch it. And he just gets in this habit of just leaning back in the chair and talking, and he's way too far away from the microphone. And so now I've readjusted it. I put that mic in his, because he still, he wants to be able to. So I'm, I'm tense. T- tensions are a little bit high right now between us as I <laughs> manipulated the microphone in the studio and made sure that he can still lounge in the big black chair that he's got here. Well, that's what I do. I sit back and relax around the campfire and I just normal and there I'm, it is folks i'm not the wild man the my father the patriarch of redneck country real redneck don millard dad i gotta say it is your mic hot it's hot and it was a beautiful night to walk over to the podcast with an umbrella <laughs> with, with an umbrella yeah. so it you is, can hear uh, him okay tonight eh bill his levels are yeah. all right well i mean yeah his levels are all right i mean uh, i always I uh, can hear a little bit less than you guys can over there, but you always tell me it sounds good in the end. And sometimes I listen and it sounds great. And last time it, it sounded like it could have needed a change. Yeah. Last week. And it's a trade-off. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, right? Because we, we understand folks. I, I get it that you get it too close to the patriarch and all of a sudden it, through the whole thing, it sounds like we're chilling with Darth Vader. It's just a, <laughs> You got to pull the mic back because, yeah, so I I think, I hope I found the right spot. Keep it up. You're still in reach of slapping distance. You'll never be my father. That's awesome. So so where do you want to go? Where are we going tonight? Let's get right into it. I don't know. Well, wait a minute. I want to know what you did this week. I kind of know what you did this week. And and, uh, yeah, but I want to, I want to hear you say it. Well, I won't be doing much for a week. Let's put it that way. They're socially, uh, anyways, I'm not going to get into all the politics behind it, but I, uh, I woke up Saturday morning with a head cold. Uh, it was my first 
cold in two years and I know what a head cold feels like because I've had them before <clears throat> and uh, you know I, I slept most of the day on Saturday wasn't feeling great woke up Sunday morning and started feeling a little bit wait, better wait. Had a, you didn't look in a mirror did you because that'll do it like it, it, it. <laughs> Yeah, well, anytime you want me to smack him, Bill, just tell me. He's he's you don't need to wait for me. Anytime the feeling gets to you, know that you and I are on the same page. He, right. he can't cut it. He tore the muscles in his shoulder. Okay, keep going. Oh, oh, oh I can smell whack. Yeah, that's not a so reach. Saturday, I got, uh, yeah, I got not feeling very good on Saturday. Woke up Sunday morning and uh, felt a little bit better. Still had a scratchy throat and uh, just the. The, the lingering effects of the head cold and um, Monday because it was holiday Monday family day um, I was feeling the same and Candace and I both decided to, to take our rapid COVID test now why so would could, you do uh, something so silly well there's a couple of reasons there's uh, she works with old people and uh, her boss uh, uh, has made it quite clear that um, she should probably oh, okay I get that you're concerned yeah, yeah if you're going yeah. if she was going to go in it's okay I've got this sniffle it could be worse to an elderly person right. so you I'm going to do I respect exactly. that she's, she's I doing respect the responsible that. thing for for herself, her family, uh, work family, I should say, and uh, I guess us too at home. But we uh, we decided to just take a rapid test just to be safe and and check that box to make sure that we didn't have anything that was a problem. And sure enough, she comes back that she's negative, and I come back positive. I, I, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah, I'm trying to follow. I don't know if this is the science, but I'm so Candace is negative, but yeah. you came back positive. That's right. And then Hunter took so, his test. Oh, and he's okay. positive too. And Hunter's positive. Is Candace yep. taking another test? She will take another one tomorrow because she figures that she's going to wait two days. She's feeling worse today. This the head cold. She's feeling worse today, uh, and you know she'll take a test tomorrow, and then we'll see if she's going to be positive too. So. All right, but, so so then what's in store? Are you feeling better? Are you feeling worse? I, honestly, are I, you uh, dying? Do you, I need to get you a ventilator? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I've had worse colds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not being dramatic or political or anything like this. I to be completely 110. You ate my truthful, cooking and survived. I'm pretty sure COVID can't touch you now. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> true. I've spent time with you. I've survived. It's, <laughs> it's been worse out there. But I, I, I'm not trying to be political or dramatic or lack of dramatic or anything. I feel tired only because I'm, I didn't get enough sleep last night, but it has nothing to do with the fact that, uh, you know, that it's COVID in my opinion, I've, I'm recovering from the head cold that I had on Saturday and every day I feel a little bit better. If I have a nice cup of uh, coffee in the morning and a hot tea at night, I feel great. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you I, I can go out and run a marathon, but I wouldn't do that on a regular day. Anyways, I'm too fat and out of shape for that. So, Oh, come now. You're the 20 K kid. Yeah, well, I outran, I walked you. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> mean? and I could outwalk you today. <laughs> so, but, oh. in, in all honesty, uh, we, we're going to survive. I get a week off work. I, have to, I did a lot of work at home, uh, you know, work stuff. And Candace, she was at the island doing her work stuff today, too. And we. I hope you're keeping six feet distance between you because. What for? I mean, we're both. No, come on. <laughs> we, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter actually, it was funny. He came down, uh, not to get on this too much because I don't want to go there, but uh, he came downstairs after I tested and he hadn't yet. And he had a mask on. 
I said, fella, you and I have been in the same house for, for all this time. I said, if it makes you feel better, I'm not going to make fun of you or nothing like that. And sure enough, he went upstairs and tested positive. The mask came off. He's like, yep, yeah, well, here's what it is. <laughs> so, I'm building antibodies, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's all it is. And it just, uh, it, we're just getting over the flu. That's all we're getting over. So no that's kidding. enough of, uh, of that. And uh, I get, like I said, uh, I'll go back to work next Monday. I'll get some time to work from home. I'll save two dollars a week for this week on gas money i'll get some uh some work done here in front of the fire with a coffee sitting on my lounge chair and i will be just fine uh, you can't, yeah. can't kill and the almost guy with this you know what and i gotta say the disclaimer i joke but i i'm I, neither this way or that way i just there's so much going and i mean when i look at all of this and, and i don't want to keep politics out of it too right we've never ever gone down this road and i yeah, don't no, want I don't, to i don't want to start today because i started chirping and, and laughing i just look at the super bowl <laughs> And then I look at Daytona 500 and I look yep. at the, the convoy in Ottawa on my, and I've, I've not seen her spikes or anything. So I, I start to wonder, right? So I'm like, yep. no, it's okay. so I was joking with you when you sent me the thing, you sent me the, I think you sent me the test first and I'm like, oh, are you pregnant? What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do like to joke about it. I get for some people, it can be serious. I asked first, yep. actually, I said, how are you feeling? And you're like, dude, That's I'm it. all right. Great. Then what was his I'm name? And, 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 and do we know if it's boy yeah. or girl? So I'm, I'm down with joking about it. If you're not serious and some people, they could be serious for him. So I, wouldn't joke about that so i can joke with oh, you because i know it's not serious and i'm pretty sure hunter and candace they're not going to be that serious either because nope. again they've hung out a, with me as well and and survived so yeah she's <laughs> candace is doing a, a puzzle on the on the table now we, we've got enough food in the fridge and uh, food in the pantry shouldn't yep. she be like tooling some leather she did that uh, yesterday she's uh, actually tooling uh, a new bag for Frank, uh, he wanted one a little bit different design than mine, so she was working on that yesterday. She did some work stuff today, and now she's taking a break doing this. So, right yeah, she uh, she's fine. We're all fine. It's, it's just one week of you know I, I'm okay with it anyways. Like when people were talking about COVID and stuff, uh, you know, having to isolate and stay away from people, I do that anyways. <laughs> I'm not a huge people person, <laughs> if you can believe it. So <laughs> this is great. I and I am, work on but I work, I work from home, so yeah. I, I'm like, it's, yeah, okay. I got if I, if I have a sniff. I'll just leave me alone. I'm I'm still working yeah. from home, right? Like it's it is what it is. But I am that social guy. I do miss it when they lock us down and yeah. and, and hockey's canceled so. and everything else. I can't go. And then when when they do open it back up, oh my gosh! Sorry, guys in the in the locker room. I'm just my chatty Kathy. I like attention. It's all good. Yeah. So that's what I did, and that's uh, I won't have much to talk about next week other than working on the Volkswagen stuff, and I'll tell you all about that next podcast. Well, boy, am I si- excited! Well, you I'm just sure you are, numbers so. just dropped off for next week. We haven't even recorded it or published it. Yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. What do you, you haven't even told the story yet. <laughs> so tell me, what did you guys get up to? Well, this uh, what did I get up to? I go first, Dad. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For sure! Oh, for sure! Can, for sure! Can, can oh, you yeah. stop him from going yeah, right? First? So we went. We went trap shooting Wednesday night, and kind I thought, of, all right, to stop him from going first. You can, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm talking here, taking up my time. So you can only win in the Wednesday night league twice, right? To keep it fair for everybody, because you get somebody dominating, and it's like, what's the point of going kind of thing? So you can only win twice. I've won once. I'm trying to get my second win. So I went out ready to lit up the week before. I shot a 48 and thought I lost with the 48 out of 50. 
Yeah, you and, filmed that. So yeah, we came in with a 49. I thought so. so. I thought so. We left just as it was finishing up. But so then this this last Wednesday, I went back out and, and we were shooting and it was a little bit difficult, more difficult. That wind came up and would really kick those targets. I mean, they looked good. And then all of a sudden, boom, they'd be like little rocket ships taken off from you. So and, and under the lights, you snap at them because you can see them so easy that you just boom, fast shoot. Right. So you got to I really got to calm myself down and slow down and and, and adapt. And so I did all right on the first round, did okay on the second round, but I came in with a 46 and I thought, oh man, uh, there's a 47 that came in on a, on a really windy, dark, dark gusting night. And it was kind of rain off and on that it was a difficult night. So 46 is going to hold up. Nope. 47 came in and I'm like, man, but the guy was shooting with one of the guys on our squad. Um, so me, dad, Sandra, Oh, I can't think of the other gentleman's name. And then, uh, and then Gary and Gary had just finished shooting a 49 out of 50 in our Sunday winter interclub league, the 130 shooters and won it outright because it was a, it was a bit of a day and we shoot handicap there. So yeah. trying to get that 50 it's, it's darn elusive up here in Canada and the wind and the cold and the snow and you're shooting in blizzards and it's insane. So he well, won. That'll, that'll stop soon. Like I told you. Yeah. Well, uh, now we'll that you said that I'm here. thinking it's not, we'll probably be shooting in snow in May. Thanks to you. But regardless, <laughs> So he had just come off 49. So he comes out and he's shooting on the same squad. So on the first 25, we tie with a 24 and then we go back out for the next 25 and he drops one and he looked down at me and I look at him because we, we joke back and forth and I, I kind of shook my head at him. And then I, I pull up and yell pull where there's three shooters between us and, and I miss and he looks and he starts laughing. So then he walks, I dropped another one. Well, he's got to walk past me to get to station one and he stopped and he just, put his hand on my gun and started shaking his head. And I'm like, well, you dropped one. Are you doing okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he moved on. I'm not thinking anything of it. So we line up, we blast away. I didn't drop any. He drops three more. So then oh. afterwards he just come over, shook my hand. And I'm like, I don't know why you're shaking my hand. Like I shot a 46, I think is what I ended up with. And I'm like, there's going to be a 47 or a 48 for sure. And so we start walking away. We get in the clubhouse and somebody said, well, who won the shoot off? And I'm like, oh, who was shooting off? And they all started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you laughing? And they're like, you're being serious. And I'm like, well, yeah, who was in a shoot off? And they said, you were in a shoot off. <laughs> I said, I was in a shoot off with who? And they said, Gary. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, the dude there, I was just joking around. And I looked, I said, is that why you stopped, put your hand on my gun and shook your head when I dropped one? And he's like, yeah, I opened the door for you. And then you dropped one right with me. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know I was shooting. He's like, yeah, Rob said, I swear, I had no idea. So I ended up winning that shootout. So now I won the, the week before That's with awesome. that 48. And and now I, I can't win again. So pressure's off, which kind of sucks because I like it. I go well, practice. you didn't have any pressure either because you didn't even know you were. Well, I wanted to win because I had <laughs> one two so I wanted to win that night so I that's why I like the Wednesday night league because it's practice because there's not yeah. there's not a massive amount of folks out there right but so it's it's still just practice but it's with a purpose so I concentrate sure. if I go out there to practice without a purpose like I get it I, it's my personality I just screw around I joke around how fast can I hit this one oh how far out can I let this one go and I get bored and, and just start doing it but if there's something on the line even just bragging rights then I, I'll get my head in the game and, and then that's really practice otherwise it's not practice, right? You're just screwing around. You're wasting targets, really, sure. for wasting a competition, ammunition. right? But a I mean, it's fun. Expensive. If you're out there for fun, okay, cool. But if you're out there because you want to do good, come summer, um, 
summer competitions, then you want yeah. to practice with that pressure, like serious. So now sure. it's, it's going to be a double-edged sword. I can go out there with no pressure and have fun, but I like the pressure because now, I mean, now between I, you and your dad, you can have friendly competitions. I think, we should, I think we should put like what dad, 50, 60, hundred thousand dollars on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like you'd ever pay, right, Bill? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, should just, I should just say, okay, winner, winner takes all the shells you got from me. Oh, <laughs> I say we put our houses on the line. Yeah. Has yeah. anybody got a place for my father to stay? Yeah, right. You have. <laughs> Maybe I should start talking him up a little bit more than I do on this I've podcast. Get him a border. <laughs> I already told him I'm moving in down here. Anyway, so that's what I did this week. Other than that, not, not a whole lot. Father, what did you do this week? I shot like a donkey on Wednesday night. It was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful. Awful. I don't even want to talk about it. It was We've fun. We've all had those days where yeah. it just doesn't... You pull the trigger one, you don't even yeah. know what you were shooting at, and two, it was just a waste yeah. of ammunition. Yeah, the I, words of my good buddy Ken they Smith. They were high, they were low, they bounced. I mean, I... The wrong the wrong dawn showed up. I had fun. I visited. A good time. However, I, I did... Uh, now, last Sunday, we said, uh, we said goodbye to my nephew, Matt, and uh, the family got together Sunday afternoon at my daughter's, just to have some uh, things read. In fact, uh, his sister and, and his wife, they wrote a few things that they wanted to share with the immediate family, and we were going to have some sandwiches and things. So they asked me if I'd do the reading and come up with some scriptures and kind of have a little bit of a service there for them. And uh, I don't know why they figured I'd be able to read these things any easier than they could, but I read it. So it was a little stressful when I was reading these things from his sister and his mother and his, and his wife. And, and then, of course, I said a few words, had some scriptures. But, but what uh, made it really nice was our church family got together and we got a phone call and said, we're bringing lunch. We're going to bring lunch to you. You can't have a funeral. You can't get together. But we're going to bring lunch. And they brought over some vases with flowers and brought over all this food and desserts. And so we had a really nice afternoon saying goodbye to Matt on uh, at my daughter's place. It was good. I wasn't expecting a service when I, I thought it was just a family get together. And then here's people, some, some of like my cousin's husband's in a less that makes the music for yeah. The, yeah. the podcast and it got us hooked up with everything to start off with. He's in a full suit and I'm like, I thought this was a get together and no, we had a full service. So it was actually pretty good. Cause I said that originally, it's like, you, you kind of need the service. Cause that's like celebrating closure. their memory. Right. And it's kind of, yeah, it's absolutely. closure. You're right. And, and it's ability to, take away from that all of those good times that maybe you didn't think about right away and now you've got pictures that are bringing that back like him with fishing and in the back with uh, in the back of dad dad's backyard cleaning all the fish they caught down off the pier and and all of that stuff right so so yeah, it, it and, brings and back pictures. oh yeah oh yeah oh, a lot yeah. of pictures so, yeah, it was really really neat to, to watch so it was a good yeah. memory so it's, anyway my great nephew Matt's son um christmas he he got a road racing set and a radio control car, and he got a model of a, a six-cylinder engine that you put together and is visible. So when I hook it up to batteries, it runs, and you can see the pistons and everything move. Someone well, really smart got him that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd already so, helped him. Like, Matt was too sick uh, following Christmas to really even get out of bed, and he spent a lot of time in the hospital. And so I did help him get his uh, road racing set together, and we had some times uh, road racing and his radio control car. And then following the funeral, he, he came over, and he says, Uncle Don, will you help me with this model? 
I said, sure. I mean, I've built models my whole life. I said, I'd love to help you with the models. So we took a few hours together and uh, we got that six cylinder engine running. And so he was pleased. And so we've been kind of doing things with the kids, tobogganing, uh, Jen, uh, Todd's kids and, and uh, Matt's kids. We took them all over at the park tobogganing. So we've been trying to do some family things together, but they're, they're having a, a tough time, but we're filling in. Families yep. coming together. It's a redneck country thing, right? So it's kind of cool. I, I messaged a buddy. Dad says, you know, I'd like to take him to a, a hockey game. They're, um, Buchoy, they're, they're from the Philippines. His wife is from the Philippines. And so not really gone to a hockey game, I don't think. Maybe maybe Matt did. I'm not sure. But Dad's like, I'd like to take him to a hockey game. So I messaged a buddy of mine that is uh, affiliated with the junior team here. And he dropped off. He's like, not a problem. I suggest like two, four, if you can, I'll pay you whatever you need. I don't even know how to get them. Cause I, I, I go play hockey. I don't haven't gone and watched in forever. And he dropped tonight. He's like, not a problem. Here's eight. You can use them anytime. So that's kind of, kind of cool. He's like, yeah, Hey, it's yeah. good. Good people out there. Yeah. yeah, it is it really is. So anyway, that was, that was my week. So I don't right think that the only thing bad about it was shooting bad. Yeah. Well, this is what it is. You got that's the best part about shooting. There's always next week. Yep. Yeah. As long as you as long as you got shells. That's that's <laughs> it. That's it. So anyway, yeah. So where are we going this week? Are we are we continuing with the days of lead? I was just going to say, I think there's some, I saw a couple of good pictures that uh, your dad sent, and I was hoping they were kind of a prelude or a precursor oh, to, I seen, to where I we seen might dad go, texted right? something, and I auto-ignored them. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you want me to go back and start of the days of lead and talk about, I'm still in like 70, 71, 72, in the 70s, and uh, whether we'll get to those pictures or not, but we can go there, that's. That's not a problem. I can I can uh, take you back. To yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see. I'd like to hear this. Uh, when things are wide I'm open. I'm kind of enjoying the old well, stories. Well, hold as on, because I I, I'm just looking at the pictures now to see if it's worthy. They're worthy. Is it, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. is, is it worthy of a is story? It, is it worthy of the Redneck Country podcast? I mean, we're, we're getting to be big time now. We have yeah. to vet some of these yeah, things. He him. did smack me. That kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The arm ain't that bad that I can't give you a it good wall. It was more the snap of the wrist. <laughs> My gosh, I've been slapped <laughs> like that yeah. since yeah. I wasn't ain't, married. Ain't like lifting a gun and just whacking them. <laughs> stung, didn't it? <laughs> yes, Bill. <laughs> yes, it stung. <laughs> No, just, just just reminiscent of your youth getting smacked like that over and over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet no, you were pretty fast when you were a kid. That's eh, a whole other podcast. Hey, somebody with a mouth my size, you learn to buy fast shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence your sneaker problems. True story. Yeah. All right, Dad, let's go back well, to the 70s. Yeah, well, back in the days of Back that. to when greatness was born. Oh, yeah, we're... We're just starting out in our, our duck hunting career, and we're excited if we even see them, let alone shoot one or two. So so what Ron and I used to do was... We wait, would, wait, wait. Before we go further, yep. is this the story I think it is? No. I don't <laughs> well, know. If you wait on, long enough, you probably on. Well, because I want to prelude it. What's the story you think oh. it is? Is this, a, is this a, a special way that you had to hunt that you've uncovered that possibly could be one of the biggest tips for a duck hunter today? Because it's probably not been done much. People don't think to do this. I didn't think to do it till you told me this story. Well, I don't know. We used to do it all the time, drive around. And <laughs> Why don't you just I, if, wait? Is it, and is it, maybe is it Mill Hill? 
No, no, that's not Mill Hill. That's, that's oh. coming much later. Oh, you guys got to wait now. Sorry, I built that up. Okay, but there's still good stories. Yeah, yeah, there's still good <laughs> tips to take away. But that one's probably the number one duck hunting tip today. Full mm. stop, bar none. Well, bet I you can it's get there. I can par, get, bet I can you get it's it not done. Yeah, well, how many? We only got like 45 minutes left. I can I can fit it in. <laughs> anyway, half, half an hour. Right. We used to drive around. Ron and I drive around and look for ducks. What we do is we would look for for uh, ducks living in unhuntable areas, like no hunting and, and places where they would gather in water where it was illegal to hunt. And, and there's lots around if you look. And uh, we would we would park our butts outside of these outside these fence lines in a car early in the morning and watch for these rafts of ducks to go out. And we'd pick a big flock and flock and try and follow them. And one of us would drive and one of us would hang their head out the door because you had to really whistle up and down the roads and because they're flying cross country and you can't drive cross country. Now I never I wouldn't like to drive because you had to drive too fast and Ron would get mad at me if I wasn't getting my foot down on the gas pedal. Wow, can I relate to Ron right now? <laughs> oh yeah, so he would drive and we'd be going around corners sideways and if you had to pull a U-turn and we'd be in a we'd pull that U-turn on that gravel road like look at he split. I mean, there was no three-way turn. It was just cram on the brake, hit the gas and spin the car <laughs> if around. If Scotty was still turn. on these podcasts, he would relate to you right now. I think me and Scotty have done some U-turns that were unplanned on some dirt roads. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Duke's hazard there. But, but I'm hanging out and I'm saying, okay, make a right at the next corner. And uh, are you sure? Well, right now I am. And then, okay, they're going right over the car. I don't know if we're going to get to the next corner to go left again, but they would have been too far away to see him from that corner. And so sometimes you'd lose them. So we'd wait for another flock. So and hold on. You're doing all of this because you want to hunt where they're feeding. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to follow them out to find where they're feeding. And that, trust me, that's a chore on ducks. Geese is a little bit easier. They're a little bit slower flying. They're a lot bigger of an animal, but ducks is, that's a difficult chore to, to follow yeah. them to the field they're feeding in. And even if we lose them, okay, we figured out the area where they're going because if you sit in a place where they're living overnight enough and they're, they're going a general direction, now you know, okay, they're about three miles north or east or west. And so then you start looking for them. So what we'd do is we'd start driving around looking for them in the field. If we couldn't find them in the field, we'd get the county maps out and look for the streams and the creeks that would cross the roads. So then we just start driving around these roads. Okay, the stream crosses this road. Then we got to okay. pause. Yeah. For those listening today that are under the age of 30, county maps have now been replaced with what you call Google Maps. Yeah. We have See, no but you know what? Now. I can relate because when I was you're not old? your story too much. <laughs> yeah, well, you're older than I am, so let's just not go there right now. But it, all I can tell you for sure is when I was first starting hunting, not to interrupt your story, I used to, I went to the uh, Brock University Library mapping department to get topographical map printoffs of the uh, the area I wanted to hunt because there was no Google Earth. Are you or serious? Like that. Did it cost I'm you money to you. get these? Yes, it did. Well, yeah, you so that, that's another story yeah. for a non-podcast time. But no, those ones didn't cost me money to get. Yeah, we, went to the we, don't, we don't want to know what you had to do to get those. Thank goodness COVID wasn't around back then, eh, Bill? Yeah, no. Well, we did. We had to buy them. We went to the county and paid for the maps, and uh, we'd mark fishing spots. We had all our fishing yeah. spots marked. We had all our, our duck streams and, marked. And, and for, <laughs> they, they had a, not a special magnifying glass, but there was a magnifying glass that was on a little stand that you looked over and you could actually see if, if you had, you know, you were looking close enough, the 
depth to these pictures. It would, yeah. That, that's that's the days of old there, Todd Millard. <laughs> so we'd drive around, and uh, if we didn't find them in a field, then we thought, okay, it's getting later in the morning, later in the afternoon, whatever it happened to be. We'll just drive around and cross these streams and creeks, and, and we'll go real slow over the bridges and look up and down. You look that way, I'll look this way, and see if we see any ducks sitting on the streams. And lo and behold, every once in a while, oh, yeah, there's five ducks down there in that bend. Keep going. You just drive real slow over and you go down the road a little bit and stop and then you sneak back. Well, as you're driving over, whichever guy saw them, you would mark, okay, they're down there on that bend or by that tree or halfway up that field is where we got to go. So you'd sneak across the field and you figure, okay, they're right about here on the stream and you sneak in. And this one day we'd done that. So we, we drove over the bridge real slow and I said to Ron, they're halfway across this field, turn left and go right to the stream. They're sitting right there. Now, they can swim up or down. You never know, but you you kind of go in real quiet and see if they're there. If not, you back out and then see if you can see them up and down. But we're going across this field, and we get to where we figure, okay, this is far enough. Now, let's just walk real slow right up to the stream. And we're getting within about, oh, 15 yards of the stream, and we're going real slow and quiet. And all of a sudden, we hear some lady yelling at the top of her voice, look back to the road and here's this car parked next to ours and there's a lady standing on the bridge yelling at us hey guys hey guys hey guys and ron says what the heck is she want i said i have no idea but she's gonna scare these ducks they're either gonna swim (laughs) i've experienced this it's never a good thing when a lady is on a road yelling at you as you're hunting (laughs) so in my experience as well it doesn't go no no they never want your phone number it's never that (laughs) well they might but it's never for a good thing We couldn't figure it out. Ron's going, oh, my gosh, let's step up the pace. We got to get up there. She's either They're either going to swim away or, or, or not be here or they're going to go up when we're not there. So anyways, we got closer to the stream. They'd only moved up about 10 yards to the right, and up they went. And so we got three apiece out of that bunch. We each had, uh, I had my, uh, what do you call it, my Mossberg by that time, and he had a, his auto loader. So we got three apiece out of that bunch because they're easy to shoot when they come up out of the streams and you're that close. And, and then... All of a They're mallards, right? So they yeah. jump straight up. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> she she stopped yelling and and kind of I looked back at her and it was kind of a look on her face like oh, and she realized what we were doing then. So we picked up the ducks and we walked back and she waited for us and she says, "Sorry guys, I didn't know you were hunting. I lost my dog and I was trying to get your attention to see if you'd seen a dog while you were driving around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we hadn't seen a dog. Sorry." But uh, we didn't have phones. We didn't have radios or anything like that. So all we said was like, sorry. I mean, we couldn't even call her. Give me your phone. Like today you would say, give me your phone number. If I see a dog, I'll call you. You can't do that. We couldn't do that. Sorry. Never saw your dog. But anyway, uh, she was looking for her dog. and uh, But she didn't ruin the hunt. We thought we might. Yeah, I figured that you, she was going to give you a hard time for hunting, hunting, uh, hunting the ducks. A lot of people, uh, <laughs> yeah, going to say either way. You know, yeah, we've had these experiences well, where really we've that, deer hunted. Really, that didn't cross our mind. You know, no, you never no, thought that back then. It never crossed our mind. See, did, that's the first thing you go to today. Oh no. crap! Oh yeah. Oh, we've had yeah, exactly. There, there's yeah. 99 times out of 100. If I see somebody that I, when I'm hunting, it's okay. Let, let what is this confront, confrontation? Yep, here we go. Get ready. Unload and your you gun. Let's yeah. have the combo. It, 50-50. When I when I'm hunting county bush out here, and I'm coming back in, you know, it's from a turkey hunt or, or for a walk. 
you know, I, I typically always see somebody on the way in and I'm pleasantly surprised. It's, hey, what are you hunting? Um, you know, I'll unload the gun and show that the action's open and no shells in it. Just because you never know who you're going to come up against. And uh, what are you hunting? Hey, did you see anything? Did you have any success? Okay, well, better luck next time. Well, that's what I yep. get. Better luck next time. <laughs> Better luck. Do you really mean that? Yeah. Do you really mean that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We've been out yeah. here and, and goose hunting just outside of town and farmers like, go get them. You're, you're, you're green light. So we get in there and yeah. we're hammering them. Next thing I know, I hear screaming from the road as I'm running to pick some up. And this lady's taking pictures of my truck with the trailer. Like, it's not like when we go hunting, we're not hiding. We've got. Uh, a no. giant, like, what is it, dad? Six by 12 trailer? Is it bigger than that? Six by know. six it's, by 14 yeah. trailer, Holds fully everything. wrapped with redneck country on all four sides with our pictures on all four sides of the thing. <laughs> My truck, F-250 with what? I don't even know how many inches of lift rolling 37s with redneck country vinyled all over it. We are not hiding, people. But you know what? <laughs> I, I don't think we should. You know, and, I, and again, not to get into the political side too much, but I think that if we, if we don't continue to tell people what we're doing in a positive way we lose it yeah oh people exactly get the wrong, wrong perception exactly. of the entire entire sport the entire you know the, the fun that we have the the, the bonds and the, that we share the memories that we make go and they take it as, as their opportunity yeah, right? go and show them you're a good person i i, I yeah, tried well, that's it. I, we we got up we run in to pick up geese and she's screaming at us and then she realized i was walking towards her with no inkling to go towards her at that time because i mean we're in the thick of it the volleys are coming in that was the first volley i'm picking up geese we've just shot i just had to walk that way as they went over us and were dropped down behind us and i mean we are i don't even two thousand yards she's a speck out there i could barely hear her right screaming at the back of my truck and i i'm now walking towards her to pick these geese up she thought i was walking towards her to have a conversation and she <laughs> hightails it back to her house and i thought well i'm not even coming there but i, I would like to have a conversation but no sure. no yeah. dice man she was just yeah. not happy not happy. No. She came back, started no, yelling too. again. But I mean, what are you going to do? I couldn't. I couldn't go talk to her. So. No. Nope. And at that point in time, you mean you could try to have a conversation, but it would quickly turn into a confrontation. Yeah, but there's some personalities no, we, that that would would listen. There's many personalities that you're just. You're, you're no, just yeah. jerk. They have a preconceived notion in their yeah. mind of how that and is going to go. It's and better to just no say, days. you know, respectful. You respect. I'll, I'll respect your your position. You respect mine, and and we'll go. That's and a, they usually don't respect on. yours, but you just turn the other cheek and go. No, but that's what we got to be bigger people in this, and we got to make sure that we're we're always, uh, you know, playing that card where we are the bigger people, and, always. and we will always be ambassador of our sport. You got to be oh, peaceful true, true and, and show love. If not, you're 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 just as bad as anybody well, else. That's it. Yeah. So. Kill them with kindness. So yeah. So dad, that never crossed your mind that this lady nope. was ticked off that you guys see. That's the nope. first. I can't believe leave that back then see i want to go back to those days no we really wondered what the heck she wants like wait till we come out lady i don't know what, and even today i don't know whether she thought we were gonna head off back up the stream and into the woods i don't know but we went we marked that stream on our map and and there were other days we'd drive over that bridge we didn't see any but we'd park and we'd walk the stream and around the bend and into the woods and we'd find ducks so we knew that stream held ducks in the afternoons. so we often went back to it but we were another day, same thing. We're driving around. We got no field ducks. And so it's getting later in the morning and mid-morning and, and closer to afternoon. And we would stay out till until mid-afternoon. Like we'd stop at a store and we'd we'd buy some wieners or some bologna and a hunk of cheese and some bread. And we'd, we'd have our lunch that way. 
And uh, anyway, we we saw a flock of ducks come over this cornfield and drop in way in this middle of this cornfield. And we both looked at each other and thought, okay, that's got to be flooded. That's got to be a place in there where the corn hasn't grown and it's flooded. So we parked the car and we started walking in through the corn rows. And so as we get closer and closer to where we figured they went down, now we can hear them chuckling. So, oh, yeah, there's ducks. And I looked down. and They I were picked- chuckling. What do you mean? You know what I mean. I've been doing that last <laughs> Every time you are doing that. The chuckle. feeder call. Yeah, the feeder call. I just wonder what it sounds like. Yeah, you know what it sounds like. So anyway, but our listeners might not. Well, then get a duck call and do it. So, so, so anyway, I looked down. I picked up this horseshoe. And I said, there we go. We used to name all these wet holes so we know what we were talking about. So from then on, we called that Lake Horseshoe. So as we got closer and then looked through the corn, yep, there's the ducks. You ready? Yep, we stepped in. Well, by this time, I had my Model 12. I traded in the L.C. Smith. I had my Model 12. And uh, Ron would have either had his Browning Auto or he would have had his Over and Under because he bought a new Over and Under, and he loved that Over and Under. So anyway, the ducks go up, and I was getting, at that time, I was getting really good at picking doubles because there were so many of them, they'd go up all at once. And so I'd look for a pair together and then just pick one head. And I was going to say, for the record, you can't flock shoot still. You can't be like, no, okay, shoot between no. these two and hope they both fall because you won't get no. either. You've got to pick no. one and hope they both but fall. But I got, I got good at recognizing that, okay, here's two heads close together. I'm going for this head because you had lots of time. They and were coming up off the water. to the days of lead. Yeah. That's it. So anyway, I, I shot, dropped a pair. I swung over to another head. And bang, dropped a pair, and then I got one going away. So I got five ducks. So Ron. With three shots. With three shots. So Ron, done that he must have had his over and under because he looked over at me and he says, I got a pair. I got a double. How many did you get? I said, five. five. I got five. <laughs> How in hang? And then he, like, you got to know Ron. How in hang did you get five? I said, just pick the double heads. And, Not and, to sound cocky or arrogant or anything. No, but yeah. I didn't do that all the time. It didn't happen every time. But there was, and it, and it was rare to get two doubles in, in one volley of three shots. But that day I did. So we picked them up. And, uh, we, okay, we marked that on the map. We drew a little circle on the map and named that uh, Horseshoe Lake. So we know what we were talking about. Let's go check Horseshoe Lake out. We knew right where we were talking about. So we continued driving around. We didn't have too much luck, but... Uh, we're still driving around, and we come back by there, and just, oh, very short distance down the road from that cornfield. I think the cornfield actually went right up to the house, but from where we went in, here's a farmhouse sitting maybe about 60 or 70 yards off the road, and it was a wet year, and his front yard would flood it, half of his front yard, and then to the right of the house was all underwater, and it came right up to the road, and you could see where the flooding had run across the road at one time. But here is all this flood water that had drained into this hollow on his front yard. And it was full of mallards and wood ducks. And we thought, oh, my goodness, is there a chance? Ron says, I don't know. Let's go knock on his door. So we drove up his laneway, knocked on his door, said, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, we shot a few ducks in the field uh, next to your house over here earlier this morning and he interrupted us he says were you the guys that woke us up at quarter to seven this morning in there uh yeah i guess we probably were uh apologize for that but uh 
we'd seen some ducks go in there and uh, we went in and, and, and shot a few. And I said, we noticed that your front yard's flooded and it's full of ducks right now. And we were hoping you'd give us permission to, to sneak up on those ducks. He says, I'll make a deal with you. I said, what's that? He says, I don't care if you hunt that field. I hunt that water hole in that field. He says, through the week in the morning, but on Saturday mornings, wait until the afternoon because we sleep in. <laughs> it, it wasn't like don't hunt it again. It wasn't like, you know, stay out of it on Saturday or it was just wait till Saturday afternoon or through the week in the morning to hunt that. Reasonable yeah, no request. problem. Guaranteed. He says, okay, go and get those ducks. Reasonable my people. What happened to these That's people? Right. So we drove out the laneway just like we were leaving just kind of slow past all the water and the ducks. And, and it was probably about 25, 30 yards to our left because it was on that side of the house where the water flooded in the front yard and on. So we drove down the layway and we turned right. Well, that road was lined with mature trees. So we just drove down a little ways, maybe five, 10 trees, pulled over real quiet, didn't slam our doors, got out, loaded our guns. Now you got to remember, this is, this is back before, and I'm pretty sure is before all those laws came in where you couldn't have a loaded gun and what? 10 yards from a road and all that stuff. Um, nobody ever shot from the road. Nobody ever shot across a road that I know of, but uh, there was no law that we were aware of that you couldn't be that close back then. Cause the people had common sense. Yeah. So you've got people that aren't freaking out on you for hunting. They are, they're, they're logically having a conversation. They're making a deal with you and having that open dialogue that, you know, we respect your hunting. Go ahead. Just don't do it on Saturday. Okay. And you have common sense hunters that aren't going to discharge a firearm on the road. What happened to society? Anyway, I digress. Carry on, Dad. So anyway, we kept the trees between us, like one tree to the next, and, and snuck down the road with our loaded guns, came to the laneway, crossed the laneway, a few more trees. Okay, we're close enough. Let's just jump out from behind these trees and run to the house. Now, we, we couldn't have stayed at the laneway and shot we'd have been shooting towards his house but this way we were out in front of his house shooting past it into the cornfield if you can follow what i'm saying because we actually went past his house on the road in the tree so we were shooting away from the road and away from his house and over the cornfield so when we jumped between those trees oh up they went and we got another five or six when they went up there so that was pretty much our limit for the day. I think back then it was six ducks a day for each. Uh, I, I remember there was a time when it dropped to five, and that's what it is now. But there was a time when it was six ducks each. So that was pretty much our limit for the day. So we had a good hunt that day and came on home, and that's what we used to do. We would uh, Another good day of hunting in the days of lead. Yep. Well, then, then we had to get creative. Oh, we're not done yet, Bill. Now are we going to Mill Hill? Well, we can if you want. Yeah, we have. Well, you a, said you get creative. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's another. I've got another story, and oh, I got even sorry. more creative. Might have but, to wait for Lake no, no, Mill we'll Hill. Go to Mill Hill if that's what you want to do. No, that's no, fine. you stay. I don't want to derail what you have planned out. Well, no, I can fit it in. I told you it work because you get you get wet years and you get dry years. Wet years, you find those where we were hunting in the area. Now, this was again before farmers used to run in drainage ditches and, and then uh, tile it, pile their fields and drain everything. And so we marked all these wet spots and had names for them. And there was one wet spot that used to produce ducks quite a bit. And lots of times 
what we do is it was an area where the ducks were fly and it was an area where the ducks would feed. Even though they didn't roost there, they would fly over that area and they were decoy. And uh, they'd go back to one of the spots where you couldn't hunt overnight. And we marked all them. We knew where they were. And then we'd follow them to find out the areas that they'd feed in. And they're usually within five or six blocks uh, of changing fields and different wet holes and resting in the afternoon. So we knew where all these wet holes were. We found them. We marked them. And I'll explain how we found them after this story. Well, this particular year, it was a dry year. And so we went to this wet spot, and there it was. All the weeds that normally no crop, all the weeds that normally grow up in this wet spot and absolutely no water. And it had kind of a bank. And we thought, oh my gosh, there's no water. What are we going to do? And so what we did was we went home and we got some big sheets of plastic and we had them for, for painting and whatnot. So we took out enough that we could cover all these weeds. We draped them all over these weeds. Clear and, plastic, like yeah. Paul. Yeah, I was going to say clear plastic. Clear plastic. Like, like drop Paul. sheets that you would have. For, for paint. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. So we, we tromped down the weeds and we laid this plastic down and then we took the decoys. Now they had keels. We didn't have feed, field decoys then either. We didn't, we didn't even. We they weren't flat bottoms. They got yeah. keels for in the water. And so they hold like up water. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I don't even think they sold field decoy, decoys back then. I don't remember seeing them with the feet or the stakes. But we had to make sure that we could prop them up either with the weeds and stuff underneath the plastic or so that they wouldn't fall over on their sides. It looked like they were on the water. It looked like water. And so we decided to, to sit there and wait and see if anything. So you went over. and got Polly, mm -hmm. huge sheets. Yep. And in the field, you threw this out. And it was, so it looked like. A, yeah. a wet field. Yes. And was, then you put decoys on it. Yeah. On the plastic. No so it looked like a pond yeah. with or a flooded field with ducks on it. That's right. Come on. Lake Mill Hill is yeah, what we, they called it. We called it like my last name's Millard. His was Underhill. So we named it Lake Mill Hill. And you so, created your own lake yeah, well, out of, out of see, plastic. Tell me that's not awesome. Other, now, the only thing that makes it better is if it works. The other, any other year, there would be wet. And it would be water in that area. Like it, it depends. And sometimes there was more water than others, but it was a wet spot. And we knew we could decoy ducks that were, were flying back and forth there. So there wasn't a lot of flying. And we were really wondering, like, are we wasting our time? But, <laughs> you think? But yeah. I don't see ducks in the air. I'm not putting down a whole lot of plastic. A lot of our wet holes were dried up and we just got ticked off so we went home and got this plastic to make our own lake what else we have to do today we're duck hunting we're not going to give it up so we kind of sat down on this little side hill along the side of the so the you would say that weeds. you were trying to make it happen exactly <laughs> so anyway the crows were flying and of course ron's very impatient and uh, he says i'm going to shoot some crows ron don't waste your ammunition neither one of us are rich stop you know we're not going to eat crows so just cool it. If we don't shoot anything today, oh, no, we don't if nothing comes in, you're eating crow. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it sucks when you run out of ammunition. Not for the guy that's hunting. Still, it has ammunition. Yeah. Well, anyway, Ron says, "What's that?" I said, "That's a duck. It's a duck coming our way." We'll call. So we start calling. 
Wait, what were you sitting in around this? So you got I the lake there. I was going to ask you that. Are you there sitting was, in the field? How are you covered? There was weeds. That's all there was, weeds. We just kneeled in the weeds and then crouched in the weeds. We, we couldn't lay down because we couldn't shoot from a landing position. So you put position. this over the weeds and then the weeds were high enough like in your knee, up to your knees? Well, on the outside edge because remember, it was a wet spot and it kind of went up. Oh, so it normally wouldn't grow anyway because it always held water. Yeah. So so around the edge of this wet spot, the weeds were higher and it was like a, a, a kind of a small slope, maybe two, three feet slope. So we kind of laid on the slope and and then we saw this duck. So we got up underneath and crouched with weeds around us. We weren't really hidden real good, but we discovered, in fact, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Um, I, I've got it on my phone where we used to hunt in the fields with white sheets if it was a snowy morning or just anything brown just and not even lay down just crouch on our knees and put these white sheets over us or whatever and we'd have ducks landing around us they ducks just don't seem to bother about humps like geese do and yeah. fact, you it's proved, crazy. proved that todd you've seen ducks come in <laughs> oh with yeah sitting right we're up sitting and, up there talking and they'll buzz you and 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 land in the in the corn so anyway this we, it's a duck. So we call it. It came towards us. I said, wing set. It's coming in. It's coming in, Ron. We got a duck coming in. It's looking to land in our fake our fake lake. He went, oh, my gosh, this is working. And so that was a mallard hen. And she came down. And she went right out over the pond. And I said, she's going to drop right in. You take it. It's your turn. You Like we used to take turns shooting. I said, the last time we hunted, I was the last one to shoot. It's your turn. You take them. And Ron says, I can't. I'm, I, I'm laughing so hard, my, my eyes are watering up. I said, Ron, look. And it comes right down over top of those decoys, three feet off the decoys, and it didn't drop in. It just hung there hovering. It, it hung there hovering. And the like head, a hummingbird. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and like, the, I'm not sure what this is, but <laughs> and the, it's something yeah, doesn't yeah. look right. Somebody's the, not recycling. What's going on the, here? The yeah. duck was so close, like it was facing us. And that duck was so close, you could see his head, the, her head, look to the right, looked like tip the head to look down, each eyeball, turn the right eye, look down, left eye, look down, right over at these fake ducks. <laughs> I says, Ron, shoot that duck. He's like, can't, I can't see. My eyes are all watered. I'm, I'm trying to keep from laughing out loud. He's like, can't, I can't, you shoot it. So I just brought up the gun and bam, she dropped right onto the plastic. <laughs> and you stayed dry going to get her. <laughs> I going to get her. Now, that was the only duck that flew over us, but we thought, okay, this works. And uh, we ever get a dry year like that again, we'll remember to do that. So anyway, I tell that you, was, that's that's pretty neat. It, even even though you only got the one, yeah, it worked. It was a neat day. Yeah, it was cool, and we never forgot that. <laughs> See, Making that's one of my happen. favorite stories. That's one of my favorite stories, because make it happen, right? You got to yeah, do what absolutely. you got to do. So how much yeah. time we got? We're at 50 minutes. I don't know. You keep back. How long's your next story? Well, I, He's on a roll, folks. I don't want to shut this down. I was actually going to tell you how we found these wet spots, because you didn't just do it from the road. And when we, Ron and I realized that we're missing a lot of wet spots, and I don't know what it's like today. I, I imagine it could be the same. I don't know, but... What we used to do is in the area where the ducks were flying, and we knew that area, we had it pinpointed, and I've often driven through the areas and told Todd, we've hunted ducks in this area. Remember, I've said that to you. Yep. Doug hunted ducks here, even it, on the way to our gun. you said that every time we go anywhere, it's the same. If we go to the same place every week, we've hunted ducks there. I used yeah. to park and walk through there. Yeah, and so what we did, what we used to do, we'd take two cars, and we used to do this on a, uh, a day through the week when we're on afternoons, 
and we'd take our guns, but we would take two cars and we'd park in the middle of an intersection. We'd drive down this intersection and park. And then now let, wait, wait, because when you say I, I park in the middle of it, he's not blocking traffic. <laughs> he's, 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 you're in the middle of a concession concession. Yeah. Like between side roads. Yes. So you're on halfway up a block yes. on the side of the road, pull over, park the car. Now we'd get into the other car, both of us drive around the block, use the speedometer. Okay. We'd get to the corner. Okay. That was three quarters of a mile or a mile or whatever half a mile, whatever it happened to be to the corner. Then we'd go up to the next intersection, turn right, and then come back that whatever was on the speedometer. Okay, the car is straight to the south of us. We'd park there and we'd get out and we'd just strike out walking straight south through that intersection. It could be a concession. Concession. We called them intersections back then because all the crossroads intersected each other, but like squares. So that, that was the reason you needed the second car because when you got to the other end, you didn't. Then you drove back you and got your other car. Went back. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they were just through. lazy, is really what that yeah. is. Yeah. So we start through this intersection, the pair of us. So this particular day, we, we're walking through the fields and, and we're crossing this intersection. Very few fences, or even if there was, there'd be. There'd be a, a farm road or something that would go through and to a gate. And, and, but we would never, hardly ever climb a fence from one intersection to the, one side road to the other. And anyway, we, we get into this wooded area. It's coming up. And I said, you know what? That looks like it's a wet spot in there. It looks like it's going to hold a pond or something. It's low. And you can see some of the dead trees and that in the middle. He says, I think you're right. So we kind of snuck in. And sure enough, the vegetation got real thick. And then the trees got bigger. And then as we got in, the the trees were starting. You could see they were dying off and dead and laying over. And sure enough, here's this big swampy pond in there. And it had ducks in it. I think it was mostly wood ducks. And we thought, oh, we found a neat pond here. He says, I wonder if there's a chance we could sneak up on some of these. There was tough sneaking up. And they were at the other end of the pond. And wood ducks are weary as yeah. crap. Yeah. So I, don't know, I says, okay, Ron, I'm I'm... I'm going to do the sneaking this time. You back out, go around to the other end because see that open spot at the other end? That looks like they would fly in and out of there because there's an open spot where the trees weren't and it and it, you could see a hill on through that open spot. It looks like they would fly to that high ground if, if I scare them out. Go and get yourself situated. Now, you got to remember, we had no radios, no phones, it was all just timed. I said, I'll give you 15 minutes to get yourself around there and find a place, and I'm going to try and sneak these ducks. Hopefully, I can get close enough maybe to that end where I can get a shot. But if I don't and they come out, hopefully they'll be over you. You never know if it's going to work or not. And the only thing we carried was whistles in case we had to find each other after or we get lost in there. We'd carry whistles so we could blow the whistles to each other. So anyway, I have 15 minutes, I start in. So I'm trying to sneak in and it's crunches. Sticks are snapping and and I'm going through brush. And <laughs> You weren't walking like a deer? No, I did, <laughs> never walked like a deer in my life. But I'm trying to be quiet and I'm, I'm 100 yards from the ducks and they went out. And I heard the wings and I look up because I'm trying to stay low so they can't see me. And whether I scared them or they just decided to leave, I don't know. But they went out and sure enough, they went out that end. But they didn't go through that clearing. They swung to the left and they went through the trees, except one duck. The last duck 
went straight right through that clearing. And I went, oh, they, they went through the trees. I watched that one duck, and then I hear, wham and down he came. And sure enough, Ron had worked his way into where that clearing was, but that was the only duck that came out over him, and he nailed a wood duck. So I made my way around to him, and I said, okay, we marked that. We had the map. Let's mark this wet spot because on the, uh, we're going to drive around later, and what we're going to do, we carried rakes with us, and we're going to rake a pathway into this You pond. carried rakes? Yeah. That's crazy. The, the yeah. level of commitment I'm hearing, honestly, is just people don't work that hard anymore to hunt. I, I, I don't know. That's days how we gone s- by old. They just don't work that hard. Spoiled. That's, that's, All spoiled. They just want, yeah. I'm going to go pay a guide, put ducks in my lap, have a good day. We spent six days a week doing it. The only day we didn't do it was Friday. We got our paychecks. Time is money, folks. We got our paychecks Thursday night. We got paid every week. Friday morning, we went to the bank, cashed our checks, brought home the grocery money, paid the bills, and then that was the only day we didn't hunt. So the wives could get their groceries Saturday while we were out hunting, hunting again on Saturday. So anyway, we continued on. Now, we went up that hill, and we crested the hill and looked down at the pictures that I sent you. When you see how you're on a hill and you look down and see that wet spot and decoys there, that wasn't the day that we found it. The day we found it, we looked down on a bunch of ducks and a few geese in that wet spot. And there was no way we could sneak down that side hill and get close to them. And so we skirted it. They left and we never got to hunt it, and we continued on. But we did find further across there, it was a huge lake full of ducks. And right in the middle was a blind. Somebody peeled a blind right in the middle of this huge water hole. A natural pond, I don't know if it was Springfield or what, but it was, it was like a small lake. And so we continued on through, and we knocked on the farmer's door that owned it. We were almost to the road. And we said, hey, we happened to come from through the intersection, found this lake back here behind your barn, and we noticed that there's a blind in there. Do you allow hunting? Is it taken? Can we get it? And uh, they told us point blank that there was a local farmer who rented the lake from them, and that was his blind. So I said, do you mind giving me his name? They said, no. They gave me his name and phone number. I thought, great. So when we went back to the car, we went the other way, maybe 100 yards the other way into the intersection and back out. And we did find a wet hole there that we thought, well, this is going to hold ducks, especially if this guy is hunting his big lake. So we drove around, got the car or to the where our other car was, went in with our rakes, and we cleared a path to that pond through the through the bush, with rakes and broke out the brush. How long would that have taken you? Oh, it took us a good hour and a half, I'll bet, maybe two hours. Like, you're, you're on right till it's time to go to work. We had to go to work at 3.30. So we'd be out there first thing in the morning. We'd grab, at that time, McDonald's had just moved into town. And you could buy a burger for 40 or 50 cents. Yeah! So, and, and they were always ready, and they were down a chute. What? It was really fast food? Oh, yeah, it was really fast food. You know, not like today, where you wait. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait. You would, <laughs> you know, that could work there. I'd it's be their almost, slogan. Yeah, I'd be almost late for work. I'd drive in there. I'd say, three cheeseburgers, please. Give the guy a buck and a half. Eat those cheeseburgers on the way home. 
get on my work clothes and go to work. Just like that. <laughs> Lunch the days of old. <laughs> Jay, Jay could hunt with you back then. <laughs> you just spoke to Jay's heart right there that he wants to duck hunt. Didn't matter what kind of burger you want, they were in a shoot. They just took one off, handed it to you, and then the shoot dropped some more. They were always I don't lined know up if on the shoot. shoot would have enough burgers in it. For yeah, it always <laughs> <fall burger>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay, I'm laughing, but I, 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 I know what you mean because, yeah. They, they were that was fast food and it was reasonable anyway we did go back and we used that same method sneak in the path no one guy blocked the end and we hunted that a few times and then the picture i sent you two pictures one is of fred gray one of my hunting buddies standing beside yep. that pond with the decoys the other is from the hill and if you look down you'll see our decoys in that in that water hole and then to the right of that picture, you'll see Fred standing there. So I'd gone up the hill and took a picture down. That was what we saw when we first found it, minus the decoys. That, those pictures were from the same spot. That's it. That's the spot. So hey. in that in that spot, there's a bunch of bulrushes in the middle of that that lake. Yeah. Did you get you guys hide in that that we, bulrushes? No, we hunted. We hit around the edge. I see. Yeah. yeah, we hit around the edge. Now I noticed he was wearing hip waders there. I thought he might yeah, have so you could waded want, it no. out to the middle. We didn't hunt in it. We hunted around the edge. And that's why the decoy had some decoys on land and some decoys, some floaters, uh, the goose, some floaters, some field, and then a few ducks in there. And we tried to decoy them to that end. So you'll see, you'll see Fred holding a couple ducks there. And then the other picture is him way down the hill. That's what it looked like when we first saw it. And then we would go down in and put the decoys out and hide her in the bulrushes. But That'd now, be exciting. that pond we found with the with the blind in it, I did call that guy. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I've been hunting that for years. Now, he was a lot older than we were. And I said, gee whiz, uh, you, I don't know what you pay. We didn't get that far, but... Uh, is there a chance that my buddy and I could buy in with you and hunt with you? No, no. He says, I'm sorry. He says, that's my spot. And he so he says, but I hunt that Saturday mornings and I hunted every Saturday morning. So for a long time, Ron and I went across the road. Remember I told you on the way out, we found that wet spot. If we, we'd go across the road and we'd hear him shooting in that pond, well, then they'd come to us in that wet hole across the road and we'd get our share of ducks on the other side of the road. Well, then <laughs> one Saturday morning, um, didn't hear any shooting. He's not there today. Holy moly, this is this is a miserable, windy day. It's it's later in the season. The the migrations are coming down. He he's always here. And there was no shooting coming from that pond. So we went home, no car phones or anything, but we went home that day and I called him and his wife answered and she says, No, he's sick. And he's really seriously sick. And we don't even know if he's gonna be able to, to hunt anymore. And I said, Well, listen, uh, when he's feeling well enough that he can take a phone call, I'd like to talk to him. And she says, well, you, you call tomorrow afternoon after he gets home from the doctor and you can talk to him. So I, I called and I said, sorry to hear you're so sick. And I said, is there a chance that, uh, <laughs> sorry to hear you're sick, but can we get your spot? Yeah, I know. I didn't take a spot. I said, can we, you're not hunting this year. He says, no, I can't hunt this year. I, he says, I'm hope that I, I'm going to be well enough to hunt next year. And I said, well, I've got a deal for you we'll pay and hunt your spot, but you can hunt anytime you want. And if there's a couple of days you want to hunt by yourself, we will let you. I'm not trying to kick you out of your spot. 
I'm just going to take away your uh, responsibility. We'll pay and you can hunt anytime you want and we'll make that deal. I'll put that in writing. And he says, no, he says, even if I can't go, I want that spot on a maybe. So the next year he never hunted it at all. So I called him again and found out that, uh, he had passed away. And so I went to the farmer and somebody from North of that had already moved in and, and took the spot. We missed it. You missed it. You missed yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Missed the opportunity. And back then, you know, that, that was a good spot. And so we were kind of sad. We missed that opportunity, but we did. We missed that opportunity. But anyway, that's. Uh, well, there you go. Those are some good stories this week. I tell you. The days of lead. What are we at? Volume lead. five. I'm not sure what we are. <laughs> I've had concussions. So yeah, I'm with you. They all just kind of roll together. But see, Lake Mill Hill. That that that's that's one of my favorite stories. That's a great story. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, people just don't work that hard anymore. And I think that people, if they did work that hard, you know, they wouldn't have time to do anything else. <laughs> that's well, for sure. We didn't. You know, we didn't. We. Uh, Friday uh, and we just didn't I mean it wasn't a year where it wasn't that time of year where the lawn needed cutting a lot you know and uh, it was it was fall and winter and so you, you we just hunted six days a week but we'd get a lot of people at work friends even relatives where are you where are you getting them where are you getting these will you take me and Ron and look at me and say yeah we we each spend a tank of gas in one day and we spend all this time and we're just going to take these people here and say, yeah, shoot your ducks. Go earn them. Go look for them. Yeah. So Ron would look at them. Gas was like a quarter a liter then. Anyways, and it was leaded, wasn't but it? You, you, yes, it was. And you got Like the shot. The was, days of lead. You've got to remember, though, back then, like I started working in 1966. And my pay was $1.55 an hour. And so... You didn't have a lot of money to, and and I was married in 68. I saved for two years, put a down payment on a house. I I bought three rooms of furniture and left that stored till we found a house. And then my wife and I paid for our own wedding. And that's what we lived on, $1.55 an hour. I think it might have been two years later, it might have went to $1.75 or $1.80 an hour, but that's what we lived on. And when you went through a tank of gas, you know, loaf of bread it meant was, some. Yeah. It, Absolutely. It, it, it did. Yeah. See, and those people exist today. I mean, we've been reached out to, I, I think I've, I, I don't know if I've said it. Maybe it's a podcast when we're done the days of lead that I share where we've even had TV show want to, Hey, we want to come film hunting turkeys. Hey, right on. Yeah, but we got to shoot first. So you put us on the turkeys and then if there's still time and there's still turkeys around, then then you guys can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard my, my ego's not that high, folks. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ego's a fickle thing, but, and, and I can't be narcissistic, but I'm not that narcissistic. You, you go find your own spot. And really, you got a TV show and you need to talk to people like me to put you on turkeys? That's the problem. <laughs> You said all that and, and didn't even say, I don't mean to sound cocky. I, I didn't get there yet. You cut me off. But you'd be shocked at how many people would say, where'd you get them? Where'd you get them? And Ron would just very, I can still see him saying it. And I love saying this because he'd look him right in the eye and say, 
Some in the head, some in the butt. Yeah. And then there's the genuine people. Like I love Isaac. I got to get him out. He took me rabbit hunting his place. I got to get him out. Life's just been so busy to, mm-hmm. to get out. I got to take him out. I think there's a, a good hunting partner in Isaac. He's a, a nice dude. Like, and you can just tell the different personalities, right? Yeah, you know, is. and that's a whole other podcast, but uh, yeah, there's guys that are good hunters and, and selfless and, you know, there for you as you, as much as you are for them. Those are the folks I want to hunt with and, and, yeah, and make like relationships with. In, in another, another podcast. Absolutely. Sure. Yep. It yeah, because we shared it, but we were we were talking about when we were rabbit hunting, right? So yeah, we did. Yep. So it's so. absolutely it, and yeah, I could I could see that in Isaac. So that kind of people, absolutely, absolutely. But anyway, well, that was that was good. Days right. of Lead, Volume good. Five, I think. Awesome. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate the phone call, the the time, the the conversation, and the stories. Yeah. Hey, hopefully I can't catch Rona through the phone. Yeah, we can try. I'll, I'll mail it to you. I'm, I'm glad you're not feeling that bad, but you know what? There's a plus because now you got the antibodies, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like universal soldier now. Yeah. I've already said I'm, it. I'm, uh, yeah, dude, I'm with you. Posted, uh, right, right next to Van Dam here. I've you know? smoked E. coli, Ebola, you name it, I've had it. I just crushed it. Got it. You know what? I'm the almost gay. We got, we got this. <laughs> yeah. You almost didn't catch the Rona. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Almost made it two years. Uh, I'm not that. saying a word. I, mean, I don't even want to have to knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to take no pregnancy know. test. Right, yeah, I was just going to say, if you don't test, you'll never know. So. Yeah. I, I thought maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I kept peeing on this thing and nothing ever came positive. So we're good yeah. to go. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. All right. We'll talk. Yep. Take care, Bill. See ya. Have a goodie. Bye-bye. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.